St. Teresa of Jesus, the third mansion of the interior castle. St. Teresa writes two chapters on the third mansion. The first three mansions take up only 30% of the interior castle. This section marks the end of the ascetical effort, our work to change ourselves. From the fourth mansion, God will be more prominent. First, it is important to note that there are still another four mansions to come. Because someone in the third mansion might think they have arrived at the destination of holiness. This is all God gives and, and we can give. How far from the truth. So the gospel parable to ponder is that of the rich young man afraid to give all. A person in the third mansion is a good and faithful disciple of Jesus. But the illusion is that holiness is for a few in the church, not for the ordinary Catholic. As Vatican II in the Constitution on the Church, Lumen Gentian reminded the Church of the universal call to holiness. We're all called to be God's property. Also, a saint like St. Therese of the Child Jesus reminds us that holiness is not in great deeds, but even with small deeds done with great love, accessible to all of us. Perhaps at the heart of the myth of the third mansion is confusing our efforts with God's. God wants to do more on us. God wants to open his heart to us. How wonderful. Hence, never cease longing for the sheer gift of contemplative prayer in the fourth and following mansions. Often pray, Sir, give us that living water in the Samaritan moon. So in the third mansion, the disciple has a well-organised devotional life. They are earnest and desire to belong to God. They are in the prayer of recollection. Prayer is more simple and peaceful. However, there will be ups and downs and we keep going and return to the Lord again and again. They have overcome their initial indecision. They are most desirous to never offend His Majesty. Unlike the second mansion, they do not ever wish to sin. They seek to avoid even venial sin. They love doing penance and use their time well. They spend their time in prayer. They practice works of charity. They are careful in their speech and how they dress. There's been much growth since the first mansion. But St. Teresa writes, These practices are all good, but not a sufficient reason, as I have said, for us to stop fearing. What kind of fear is that she's talking about? A reverent fear that we can lose God because of our foolishness, our human instability. So what is wrong with those in the third mansion? They are moving at a snail's pace, not running in the way. Holiness and the good life are not the same thing. God's desires and our desires are not the same thing. That is worth pondering on. Those in the third mansion build up their own security and lack trust in God. They're too careful about their own comfort. There is too much self-seeking and self-indulgence. A wise child is dependent on their parents, so we must trust God, not on ourselves. St. Teresa writes that there is no real security in this life. It's also blindness to the vices in this life, religious vices, well disguised. St. John of the Cross is the expert, and hopefully later on we'll introduce his teaching.
they are attached to their reputation. Nothing extreme or very generous will ever enter them. There is no full surrender of their will to God. It is life on my terms, not God's. But a great reward necessitates a greater love. They are governed by reason, not love. The spiritual life is not consolations, but love for God and neighbour. So God may permit long periods of dryness and aridity in prayer to test them and mature them. This is not always to their liking. Hurt self-love is always a danger and a trap. Beware of becoming a self-proclaimed martyr because of the inevitable difficulties of following Jesus. The evil one likes to change himself into an angel of light. However, this time of ridicule may lead them to be more humble and repentant. They may come to see more clearly their attachments to earthly things and the folly of trusting in the world. So persons in the third mansion must first have active focus on the divine indwelling God within us. Listen attentively to the divine call. In prayer, seek to be still, look to God with love. Have a holy fear of God. He is in charge, not me. Humility. Secondly, humility. Draw lessons from all of life's difficulties. See the hand of God behind them. Leave behind the ego drama, all about me, and accept the theo drama, God's plan for our life. Do not let the devil make you restless. Often reflect on how little we have travelled instead of basking in our virtues. Put to death the illusion we have arrived at holiness. Three, persevere. Do not give up. St. Teresa writes, persevere in this nakedness and abandonment of all things. Perfection does not consist in sweetness. Four, never worry about dryness in prayer. We go to pray for God not for our own consolation. Never seek spiritual joys in prayer. This is not a sign of perfection. Prayer, as she keeps telling us, is about first concerned about loving God, not speaking or thinking about him.